If you love your neighbor, you're not gonna steal from your neighbor. If you love your neighbor, you're not gonna covet what he has or lust after his wife. Do you see how love is the way that we can please God? Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Welcome back to In Grace. This is Jim Scudder. Today, we're gonna talk about having a fresh start as we're in the first week of the new year. I hope your 2024 has been awesome, all three days of it. Uh, but we are so thankful that God has given us another day to bring Him glory and honor by our lives. And today we're gonna talk about having a fresh start in our homes and our families and in our marriages and raising our kids. And, and I think it's so awesome to be able to know that we can be a, a picture of God on this earth, not only in our own lives, but in the, the family unit that God has created. So we're gonna talk about that. I'm gonna give you the 10 commandments of human relationships. This is from an old Bible track bulletin, and I think you'll find that fun. And also just get into scripture and find out what God has to say about this important topic. And can we have a fresh start? Can we start over? There's a lot of people that haven't done a great job in their marriage or in their raising their kids. But you know what? Today is a new day. Today you can start. You say, well, I've made so many mistakes. Yeah, but today you can do the right thing. And tomorrow, the next day, allowing God to work in your life through you. And so uh, pay attention today as we study the wonderful word of God. And we're going to give you verse after verse that will really help you get a good grasp of how to be a good dad, how to be a good husband, a good mom, a good wife, uh, or just a, a co-worker, uh, a friend. So all these relationships are important and God wants us to get this right. And But we can start today and, uh, and, and go from here. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And don't forget, In Grace is coming to you. I've been wanting to get to know a lot of our Arizona listeners. So we know that we have a lot of friends out in the Phoenix area and all the surrounding areas. We're so excited to be able to come to Phoenix, the Phoenix area, on February 3rd. So a month away. You have a free ticket waiting on our website. We have a limited number. I'm assuming we have a few. I'm not positive we still have a ticket, but it's a intentionally small number of people so that my wife, Karen, and I can get to know you. I'll be speaking about the end times and Israel, and then we're going to be bringing special music, and we're going to have some food. It's going to just be a wonderful time of just uh, fellowshipping and getting to know each other. So if you'd like to get a free ticket to our Gather in Grace Arizona event, go to ingraceradio.com, click on Gather in Grace. Don't forget, tonight on TBN is the In Grace television program, and uh, we are on every Wednesday night on TBN. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the archaeological dig at Shiloh, one of my favorite places. We're going to give you an update on what they found this year, and I'm so excited to be able to share that with you. It's one of the largest archaeological digs in the world, and we went there on the last day. So watch tonight on TBN or anytime on YouTube or Roku, and also we're going to be playing the audio portion of that on Friday here on In Grace Radio, so don't miss that. Life is full of challenges, isn't it? One of the biggest challenges in life are children. We're going to talk a little bit today about how to make sure that our relationship with our kids is what God wants it to be. And as I was thinking through that, I thought, I was reading through some news articles, and I came across this one that 
I was shocked about. If you think you have issues with your kids, think about this headline. 67-year-old Ugandan man who has 102 children says inflation is why he's done having kids. <laughs> you think you have issues and problems? Musa Hashaya is married to 12 women. Of course, polygamy is legal in Uganda. Uh, not wise, but legal. The Bible says that you should only have one master. <laughs> That's terrible. That's a, I'll just throw that one on my dad. He would say that a lot. The article says that him and his wives have 102 children and collectively have 568 grandchildren. It's unbelievable. The farmer wants to ensure he can provide enough food for everyone, so he's decided to stop having children. Quote, my income has become lower and lower over the years due to the rising cost of living, and my family has become bigger and bigger, he said to the Daily Mail. Along with his wives, around a third of Hashiah's children age between 6 and 51, how's that for a spread, live on his farm with him. All wives stay in one house so he can keep an eye on them <laughs> so they don't leave him for another man. And the article says, hopefully this farmer won't plant any more seeds. <laughs> so, you thought your life was complicated. Now, how can we, in all seriousness, and I guess that was a, a true story, a true article, but how can we, in our lives, make sure that we're doing things the way God wants us to do things, and how can we make sure that the relationships that we are in with our spouse, with our children, with our neighbors, with our family members, with our boss, with our coworkers and our colleagues, how can those relationships be right? And how can they be relationships that are edifying to both parties? Last time we read in Lamentations about God's mercies, and it says in Lamentations 3.22, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. So this is a very important key aspect of the way God is. And it says, because his compassions fail not. This, in verse 23, is really the focus. They are new, his mercies, his compassions are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. So there's great solace in that, right? And the fact that, yeah, you may have messed up, I may have messed up yesterday or last week or last year, but today and tomorrow it's new. And I'm going to commit or recommit to making sure that everything that I'm going to do, especially in my relationships, the, the most important relationship is with God, everything I'm going to do is going to be for his glory and for his honor. And when we do that, when we have that proper relationship with a God that is so gracious and so merciful, that's going to flow out of us into all the rest of our relationships. God is rich in mercy. We learned that last time as well. We learn that he is love. It's not one of his attributes or characteristics. It is what he is. He is love. And we learn that he created us for fellowship. Fellowship. And that's really what relationships are, right? It's spending time with other people. And sometimes we think that we'd like to just kind of be alone and live the hermit life. 
Some people try that, and some people can actually do it. They are so cantankerous that they can't even get along with themselves, let alone other people, and so they live a life of solitude. But it is incredibly rare. Almost all of us have to have interaction with other people. So relationships are important. It's, it's within the fabric of our, our being. It's how God created us. He created us so that he can fellowship with us. In, in the Bible, it talks about in the cool of the day, God would walk with Adam and Eve. And then it also says, when, when it was just Adam, that it's not good for man to be alone. So we see that we are made in God's image, and part of that, uh, part of the way he made us is for fellowship. Now, there's a story that illustrates this. I hope that this is not a, a true story. It is said to be a true story. A cruel experiment was carried out by an emperor by the name of Frederick, He was a ruler in the Roman Empire in the 13th century. He wanted to find out what the original human language was. So his experiment, and he had other cruel experiments, but this one's remarkably cruel. He decided to take a number of babies who had uh, just been born and take them away from their, their families, from their mothers. He solicited a group of nurses that would raise them, but the stipulation was that the nurses could never communicate with these babies. They could never make any sounds with these babies. All they could do is care for them and basically leave them alone. It is said in this experiment that it was not very long into the experiment that all the babies died. And so, again, I hope that that isn't a true story, but it was written as true. Human relationships are essential because we have that relationship with God. We were made in his image. And when we have that correct relationship with God, all of our relationships are going to be right with our, with our spouse, with our kids, with our families, with our neighbors, with our friends and our, our coworkers. Now, let's look at 1 John 4.11. It's beloved. If God so loved us, and we, we understand how much he loved us, he sent his son to die for us. We were sinners, and his wonderful, wonderful son paid for our sin on the cross because we couldn't save ourselves. That was God demonstrating, the old English word was commendeth, his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us in Romans. So that's how we know for sure that God loved us, and if God so loved us, now where does it sit with us? It says, we ought also to love one another. This is an imperative. This is something that we have to focus on, and that is loving one another. There's an old publication by the name of the Bible Track Bulletin, and it listed the Ten Commandments of Human Relationships. It actually still applies. It's still pretty good, and I'll give that to you. Number one, speak to people. You think that would be a no-brainer, right? Speak to people. If you want to have good relationships, good human relationships, speak to people. There's nothing as nice as a cheerful word of greeting. Number two, they recommend that you smile at people. This is a little bit harder, but it is just as important. You know, they say it takes 72 muscles to frown, but only 14 to smile. Smile. Are you passionate about standing with Israel and showing your support? Well, In Grace Radio has a special offer just for you. For a limited time only, 
InGrace is giving away a beautiful I Stand with Israel bookmark, absolutely free. And when you give a gift of any amount, Jim Scudder Jr. will also send you an inspiring I Stand with Israel poster. That's right. With your generous gift to InGrace, you'll receive this meaningful set to remind you to stand with Israel. To take advantage of this amazing offer and help InGrace stand with Israel and reach more people with the clear gospel, call now at 800-78-GRACE. That's 800-78-GRACE. Or visit our website at ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Don't miss this opportunity to make a difference and proudly display your support for Israel. Call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047 today. Together, we stand with Israel and the Jewish people. Number three, call people by name. Music to anyone's ears is the sound of his or her own name. And I really try to do this. I usually get your name wrong, but at least I called you a name. <laughs> and I apologize for calling you the wrong name. But we should. Very, very, very important to call people by name. Number four, be friendly and helpful. That would seem to make sense, right? If you want to have a good human relationship. Number five, they say be cordial. Speak and act as if everything you do is genuinely a pleasure. And if not, they say, learn to make it so. Number six, be genuinely interested in people. You can like almost everybody if you try, they say. I love the word almost. The Bible actually talks about, you know, if it's possible to, to be kind, to be to loving to other people. And how do we know if, if someone is actually interested in you? They're, they're not talking about themselves. They're asking you questions about you. That's how you'll know they're interested. So how can you show that you, you really do care, that you really are interested in someone you're talking to? Stop talking about yourself. You say, well, then, then how will they get to know me? Well, they'll ask you about yourself, okay? Make sure your whole conversation isn't about you. And there's a few of you that, that do this a lot, and I'm not going to point you out in public. I'll do it privately. But, but how do you know if, if someone is actually interested? They, they ask you questions about yourself, and then they actually remember your answers. And, uh, and you'll pretty soon learn quickly, especially like in marriage, if he is listening at all, right? They said also, number seven, be generous with praise. That's a really important one. And cautious with criticism. Not to say we shouldn't ever criticize. Certainly we should. I think it, there, there's a place for that. We have to come at it, though, with, with caution. We have to come at it with love. But, but let's be generous with praise. Let's edify. Let's build each other up and do that to help our relationships. Number eight, they say, be considerate with the feelings of others. They go on to say, there are usually three sides to a controversy, yours, the other fellows, and the right one. Number nine, be alert to serve. They say, what counts most in life is what we do for others. Isn't that the example of Jesus? He is the example of proper human relationship. And if we want to have the proper human relationship, we will study him. We will get to know what he did and what he said and how he acted or interacted with those around him. 
and we will have the, the, the same actions as, as he did. He was a servant. He's the God of all glory. He's the one that, that shouldn't serve any of us, but that's what he did. So I think this is a very important one. And then number 10, they say, add to this a good sense of humor, amen, a big dose of patience, a dash of humility, and you will be rewarded manifold through life. I thought that was really good and really helpful, the Ten Commandments of Human Relationships. You know what's really interesting is the, the next passage that we're going to go to is in Romans chapter 13, and it actually does list some of the Ten Commandments, the Ten Commandments. And it tells us the secret to keeping the Ten Commandments, and that is don't try to te- keep the Ten Commandments. You say, wait, wait a second. Did a pastor in a pulpit just say don't keep the Ten Commandments? Well, yes and no. You can't. You can't, okay? So, but, but it is possible. Well, let's just see what Paul was telling to the Roman believers. In Romans 13, verse 8, Owe no man anything but to, okay, if you're going to get in debt, not to say you can never borrow money, but be careful with that. But that's not what he's saying here. He's saying if you're going to owe someone something, this is what it ought to be, but to love one another. Love one another. You want to improve your relationships, your marriage, your relationships with your children, whether they're still in the house or if they're grown, with your neighbors, with your coworkers. Love one another. That's the debt you should have. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. So if you want to keep the law, love. Why? Well, let's, let's continue to go through Romans 13. In verse 9, it says, For this, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. Okay, so there's some commandments. How can we keep those commandments? Love. You say, well, how can, how can love keep me from murdering someone or committing adultery or coveting. Well, here, well, let's continue to read. If there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, okay? Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. In other words, if you love your neighbor, you're not gonna steal from your neighbor. If you love your neighbor, you're not gonna covet what he has or lust after his wife. Do you see how love is the way that we can please God, that we can accomplish these things that without love we cannot accomplish. Isn't that incredible? It's the key. It's the key to the Christian life. Verse 10, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Let's talk about love. The closest human relationship that there is is marriage is marriage. There was once a wedding rehearsal, and the, uh, the groom in the rehearsal leaned over to the pastor that was officiating and said, hey, pastor, you know, I kind of want to make a deal with you. There's one line in the vows I really am not comfortable with. I don't really want to say that I'm going to love her and cherish her, make sure I'm faithful to her until uh, death do us part. Can you just kind of leave that one out of the vows? And here's 100 bucks if you'll do that. The pastor agreed. Wasn't this pastor... So they're standing up at the ceremony, and it comes time for the vows, 
And the pastor asks the, the groom, he says, and do you promise to obey her and to treat her uh, amazingly and to make her breakfast in bed and to prostrate yourself and, and fulfill her every will? And he couldn't believe what he was being asked to do, and he gulped and in a tiny voice said, yes. Then he leaned up to the pastor and said, I thought we had a deal. And he said, she made me a better one. And if that's how marriage gets started, it's going to be an interesting relationship. She made me a better deal. So what is love? When we're talking about love, what is love? Well, there's a lot of different types of love, right? Someone has said there's something called pizza love. What is pizza love? Well, if you ask a kid, what's your favorite food? They're almost all going to say pizza, right? They love pizza. I love pizza. How many of you love pizza? Okay. Love it. Not great for you. It's good. Good. Really good. We took something the Italians tried to invent and made it really good, especially here in Chicago. So pizza love was, you know, it's just, I, I love whatever that is. That's kind of one kind of a love. And then there's other kinds of love. There's a brotherly love. The Bible actually talks about this. A phileo is the Greek word for brotherly love. We kind of understand what that is. There's puppy love. Any of your uh, kids' experiences? Any of you remember those days? Puppy love. Then there's the love of a mother, which is a wonderful love. There's eros love, which is a, a passion or a desire. And then there's marriage love. So what is the love that we are to have for each other? What is the love that we are to have in our, our marital relationships? Well, the Bible calls it agape. Agape, right here. Agape love. What is agape? It is a sacrificial love. It doesn't have conditions. It is a dying love. It's more than just a feeling. It's literally an action. It's an act of the will. The agape love is the love that God has for you. And we'll hear the last part of our God wants you to have a fresh start tomorrow on our Thursday edition of In Grace. Don't miss that. And then on Friday, we're going to be playing the program, the audio program from filming in Shiloh, Israel. Shiloh is where the tabernacle and the Ark of the Covenant would have been for 300 years. It was the first capital of Israel. Over 300 years it was there. And um, there are, that's where Eli was. That's where Hannah and, and Samuel, uh, all those biblical stories at Shiloh. So we're going to take you there and we're going to be uh, looking and seeing what they found at the last season of digging there in Shiloh. And it's so exciting to me to be able to bring these things to you. So that's on Friday uh, here on In Grace Radio in our weekend edition. You can also watch it tonight on TBN. That's the Trinity Broadcasting Network or anytime on our YouTube channel. Just search for In Grace when you go to YouTube or you can go and look at it on our Roku channel. Speaking of Israel, I think we need to stand shoulder to shoulder with Israel and our Jewish friends. So we have a bookmark that says, I stand with Israel and the Jewish people. On the front, on the back is Genesis 12, 3. I will bless them that bless thee. And we want to send this bookmark to you absolutely free so that you can show your solidarity with Israel and the Jewish people. They need us right now. They brought us the Savior. They brought us the scriptures. And God isn't done with them. So let us show them love and let's stand with them. Get this free bookmark from us here at In Grace. If you give a gift of any amount to In Grace, I'm also going to send you a 
poster that says the same thing. I stand with the Jewish people, Star of David, original artwork on there, Genesis 12, 3. Put up this poster somewhere prominent at work. Uh, you can put it up at your house. It'll be a conversation starter, and you'll be able to say, hey, yeah, I do, and here's why. Here's why I stand with the Jewish people. They brought me my Savior, and he can explain who Jesus is. And so contact us today. Again, the bookmark is absolutely free. The poster is for a gift of any amount. And uh, you might want to get, of course, both of these because you can you know, use the bookmark with your reading or put it in your Bible. But then the poster, I think, is really nice to be able to put somewhere prominent to say, I support the Jewish people. Don't miss this opportunity to make a difference and proudly display your support for Israel. InGrace is giving away a beautiful I Stand with Israel bookmark, absolutely free. And when you give a gift of any amount, Jim Scudder Jr. will also send you an inspiring I Stand with Israel poster. To take advantage of this amazing offer and help InGrace reach more people with the clear gospel, call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois. 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio. Radio.